Hi, this is Elizabeth and Lee. And Lee, back with Austin Enneagram, and we're going to do the type four today. Mm-hmm. The romantic, the individualist. The last number in the heart triad. The last number in the heart triad. My number, um, as you've already guessed. And the four's sin is envy, defined as envy is defined as the painful awareness of advantage of another coupled with a desire to possess the same advantage. Does that make sense? You need to unpack that. Yeah. Um, so the way I talk about that is like, I feel like I desire other people's ease and comfort in the world. Mm-hmm. Normalcy even? Um, I mean, the normalcy piece is complicated because I desire their normal, quote, normalcy without any desire to be normal. Right. right. So I think ease is a good word or comfort because I want to be comfortable. I want to have psychic ease, Mm -hmm. but everything I do kind of sets me up not to. I want what seems to me other people's like fluidity in life and ease in life. And yet... Probably there are there's just a lot of things I'm doing to not have it. Yeah, I think once I have ease, sometimes it can scare me. It's like a two who gets what she needs, he or she needs. Mm-hmm. Then it scares them because if they get what they need, then nobody they think nobody needs them. Yeah, right. And once so you I think get if I ease, if scared. I get the ease and the comfort and. If I feel like like a deep sense of contentment in my mm-hmm. life, it's like, what? What'd you miss? So, I don't even, I mean, honestly, I'm on this podcast. I don't know what that is. I'm going to, yeah. you know, that's something I'm going to have to learn. Words that are associated with the sin of each number are so intense. And our initial reading of them is always wrong. That there is this nuance and depth to the right. definition. And right. envy, envy is you a might just word. read it up front and think I'm envious of your looks I'm envious of your car I'm envious of your house your whatever we normally associate with that word and just your definition just now is so much different than my initial reading of that word Mm -hmm. right and And every number has that and I do think like that a four's envy can be really icky like that it can just be sure like me as a painter like i can just sit there and look at other people's work all day on instagram and just get become like an envy monster yeah right yeah and just feel so you know not not feel so lacking yeah and just makes me feel so bad and so like envy can be as just super gross and basic as that but I think under all of it is this just this desire for feel for not feeling that personal lack. Yeah, I'm always trying to not feel personal lack. Mm-hmm. So we're in the heart triad with twos and threes. Um, fours feel first and support their feelings by thinking about them, which Suzanne uh, describes as rumination. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're always thinking about our feelings, thinking about our feelings, thinking about our feelings. And we just can just stay there all the time. Um, and I'm married to a five. So he has feelings about his thoughts, feelings about his ideas. And so the two of us together are funny because we can just be like this analysis train <laughs> where I'm thinking about my feelings and he's having feelings about his thoughts. And we're just going around and around. And doing nothing. And it feels like, yeah, and we're not doing anything. But golly, we're having fun doing that. <laughs> like, we just don't ever get off that train. 
Um, so uh, fours are in the withdrawing stance with fives and nines. And so like we were just saying, my husband's a five. And so we're, we get in on that train without any action. And Lee is a nine. So the unconscious childhood message, the message that fours heard is it's not okay to be too functional or too happy. The lost childhood message for fours, the message they wanted to hear is you're seen for who you are, which I think is super similar to a threes message of you're loved for who you are. It's a message they need. I to mean, hear. if I'm just riffing here thinking about it right now, I feel like Alabelle is doing all these things to be successful and she gets she thinks as a three, she thinks all those things she's doing is why she's loved. Yeah. But she really just wants to be loved for her essence. And I want to be, it's not, I'm not doing anything. (laughs) I'm I'm doing repressed. So I'm not doing anything for you to love me or see me. I'm just going around doing, you know, being me. Mm -hmm. And I want you to see all those things. I want you to see all the ways in which I am myself. And that's why, you know, when she was saying earlier, like it feels so entitled, it feels so selfish. And I think it really can reduced down to that like a bad four or even a mildly unhealthy four is so involved with this i'm so involved with helping everyone see me for who i am so like for all the time spending so much time trying to show you who i am that i think it's just exhaust it's exhausting for me but it's really exhausting for everyone else well i was going to say and then if you You'll talk about this in a bit, but if you lay on that, the push-pull kind of thing, so you might be putting it all out there for us, and then you go away. Yep. And we we still are somehow supposed to see you, right? That's so obnoxious. It's an interesting... That's obnoxious. It's self-sabotaging. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, okay. So self-absorbed, self-aware, and self-conscious. All the self things, because we're so selfish. Um So, yeah, I think we spend a lot of time kind of thinking about our feelings, which gets really self-absorbed, really entitled, really selfish and indulgent seeming. But it's also uh, the good side of that is that we are Mm. we're kind of hardwired to ask ourselves these questions like, who am I? Why am I here? Blah, blah, blah. All those questions. And if we're balanced and boundaried, there can be a lot of self-awareness around that. That's that's good. Yeah. And I think you can help. My experience of you is that you help me ask those questions of myself. Mm. I think that you offer that to others when you are. I spend all my time (laughs) offering that to others and then people are like, no, thank you. And I'm like, (laughs) why not? It hurts. It does. It It hurts me. And I I know that's stupid, too. Well, I'm I'm kind of hardwired to ask myself who I am, why are we here, what are we doing, what does this mean, what's happening right now, what is reality right now, and I want everyone Everybody to be involved to be that. with that with me. And I, like, that is, I think, my big life lesson is that mm-hmm. not everybody wants to do that with me. I have to learn, like my friend Pecor says, you just have to learn who's available for that, Elizabeth, and who's not. Right. And I know she's right, and I've spent my entire life doing that, yeah. but I still can't. Yeah, I mean, I can do it for a little while, but then I catch myself falling, falling out. Uh, you know, again. Yeah. What did What did you say? The habitual. Habitual p- patterned behavior. Yep. Thinking. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, force perceive that they are alone or abandoned, which is just super 
goofy, but it's true. Yeah. Like um, that whole nature piece of like that you just come into the world this way doesn't mean like that my parents did anything to make me feel alone or abandoned, but I was just kind of wired to feel alone and abandoned by whatever came at me. I was going to kind of like if a seven reframes things to be how they want them to be, I'm like almost like finding the reality where I'm abandoned. It's yes. just so stupid. Yes. But it's true. Yeah. So there are fours in the heart triad and they're feeling other people's feelings. And when Lee first said this to me, I wanted to throw up. Yeah. You fought back. I, like, super I don't fought think back. so. You have to. No, that's not what I do. Even, even though it's like in a million books. Yeah. That that's what I do. I'm like, nope. <laughs> no. Don't do that. I'm, I'm unique. <clears throat> that's, I'm, a I'm unique. Kind of and I'm so. I'm spending all my time feeling authentic feelings and so Mm -hmm. yeah i have to i had to realize that some of that is like technically not authentic right right and not real well i think the way the image that you have about adorning yeah talk about that every time i've said that out loud in a room with other fours they all i just i wish i could record their faces because the way i put it here is that in the heart triad twos are feeling other people's feelings and they kind of think that they're their own feelings, mm-hmm. right? Threes are feeling other people's feelings and their own feelings and setting them aside. Right. All of them. Though Alabelle said she just sets aside her own. Yeah. But I think she sets aside others if they're sticky or, you know, not well, efficient, her, not helpful. Yeah. She's going to set them aside. Yeah. Those two. So I, I'm saying like four spend vast amounts of time feeling their own feelings, which you kind of described as an interior castle, but it's not what are, Julian of Norwich's interior castle. It's quite the opposite. It's just being Teresa of Avila. Oh, Teresa of Avila. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, it's not that kind of interior castle. It's it's kind of the opposite, actually. <laughs> but um, uh, vast amounts of time feeling our own feelings. And then the way I see it is that I'm sort of grabbing other people's feelings and using them to kind of adorn my own feelings. Yeah. It's like whatever whatever I'm up to at the minute at that moment I can find all this this kind of texture around me to just add to my own stuff. Yeah. Right? Adorning your own feelings with everyone else's feelings. Yes. yes. And so I guess it's like you just have to know that you're up to that and uh, ask yourself uh, what the difference is between your own stuff and what the adornments. I think some of the adornments are not bad. Like they they've helped me get where I get, you know, mm-hmm. but they can also be distracting. Yeah. So authenticity. Well, before I say that, I'm going to say, you know, the other word for heart triad is shame triad, which is that basic fear that you're lacking or deficient. And I think. You know, that's true of all twos and threes and fours. I think twos and fours are ready to tell you that that's true, that we feel a certain self-lacking. We know we feel that. Um, When Suzanne and I talk, we're just like, oh, my God, we feel that so strongly. Threes are going to push back on that because they're, you know, they're on their journey to getting things done and doing things well and being efficient. And Mm -hmm. the idea of self-lack is just too... And I feel like this but is that's where the adorn that's where their image crafting comes from is the self lack. Yeah. And yeah. you're kind of ador- you kind of using other people's feelings or I feel like it's really unhelpful in the shame piece because it can just in the same way that a two goes after the one and we think, Well, 
why do you care what that person thinks? Mm. You do that. Like you just take on feelings and you put them on. That I don't need to. That you don't need and and it, they just get really big. Yeah. And you, that, that, that can get out of whack. You know, like and I think that's where, honestly, you being my nine friend, you've mm-hmm. helped me with that piece because you've helped me realize the way in which I'm kind of giving my emotions or taking other people's emotions all around me right. in a way that's just like not even um, it's like it's not discriminant. It's just like this indiscriminate use of it. Yeah. So that yeah. I get kind of lost in that or wrapped up in things that I don't need to. Yeah. The way in which you say it, like the way in which like twos um, have trouble seeing the one that doesn't want them. You know, I think I have trouble seeing the ones who uh, it's, I mean, I don't I, I think it's similar. It's yeah, like I do too. that that are just not down for that piece that I was talking about of me. Like, let me show you all the ways I am. Let me show you all the ways I am. Mm-hmm. You know, two is like, let me be helpful. Let me be helpful. And they're trying to be helpful to people who don't want them to help. I'm trying to be me right. to people who don't <laughs> want it. You right. know, and so that's and I do think that's the, kind of the way. shitty shame piece because it's, maybe a two can just go, oh, let me stop being helpful, and then I'm still me, and it's okay. But I think for for as a four, because what you because you just think you're putting yourself out there mm-hmm. and people don't want it. So then you're like, oh, it's just me. That and then they don't you want. use that to adorn your shame or your feeling that's connected to that. You just take it in, take it in, dress it up, take yeah. it in. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh, yeah. So authenticity, um, I say, is a deal breaker for fours. Uh, I think all fours, even though they may have different definitions of authenticity, just like a Threes have different definitions of success. A four, authenticity is subjective, and whatever they define it as is what they're after. And for me, that, you know, I feel like I'm trying to respond to whatever's going on in the moment, whatever that is. And so a lot of people talk about fours like want, wanting to be sad or gravitating to darkness and all that stuff. And I'm sure that's true, but from my perception, even though I'm sure like I'm self deluded in some ways, but I'm like, to me, it feels like I'm responding to what I see. It's true. Like what reality like, is. Yeah. So I feel like something's happening and it's sad. So I'm going to respond in that way. And it doesn't scare me. It scares me more to not respond to it, you know. And if something's happy, I'm going to respond to it that way. So I don't, to me, it doesn't feel like I'm gravitating to darkness. It feels like I'm just responding to whatever's going on and other people are avoiding darkness. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah. But... You know, I'm sure in a lot of ways I'm, you know, when people are overtly cheerful all the time, I don't trust that. So I'm sure there's ways in which I'm avoiding just contentment, cheerfulness, happiness, things being like light and easy, right? Yeah. So fours have a lot of judgment around selling out. I spend a lot. I mean, I don't even actually, I mean, it's so natural for me that I don't really think about it, but I'm very invested in the idea of being like being of not selling out, of being who I am, whatever that definition is. Fours pride themselves in being the same everywhere. That's part of the authenticity. And I think the irony is, is that where we get lost is we think we're kind of being the same everywhere, but we have such fast mood swings that we're just, actually, we're just being true to our mood swings. Mm -hmm. And we think we're being, quote, the same everywhere. But we're actually just being true to our mood swings. <laughs> it doesn't to everyone else. It feels like a wild roller coaster ride, right? But right. to us, it just feels the same everywhere, yeah. right? It's so crazy. 
Um, I think that's why I have so much fun watching movies with you in the theater. Oh my god! <laughs> like you're, um, I, you're all out there. Yeah, I don't so hold it great. in. It drives my kids crazy. Mm-hmm. We embellish reality out of a disdain for average. I think average. The idea of average scares fours. Yeah. I think that's non-negotiable. I think all, I, I I believe all fours feel that way. Um, and I think the reality is is that we are. We, we are afraid that we are average, yeah. right? So we're trying to outrun average. And how you embellish average is making it beautiful, right? You, right. What you see as average is, has to do with your idea of aesthetics. beauty and aesthetics. Mm-hmm. But another four could have, just like when we were talking to Alabelle, a different ideal of success, another four could decide average is something completely different, like simplicity or... Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be the caricature of romantic beauty, right? Kind of aesthetically beautiful, like the room we're sitting in, right? <laughs> but like this room is yeah. a four room. Yeah. Or what what we would in that way, you're kind of the caricature in some ways of the artist and yes, beauty. But that can be a different definition for a different four. Mm-hmm. But they're embellishing in some way. It, I mean, I feel like um, everything is feels like a like it's a seamless continuum. Mm-hmm. So because beauty is my way of outrunning my own fear of being average, yeah, it's going to be everywhere. So it's going to be my house, my food, how I grocery shop, yes. how I you know how I do everything, and then randomly my car is horrible. But you know, generally speaking, like I'm applying that to everything mm-hmm. and i kind of want everyone else to do that too yeah i do i hope we get lots of different fours for a number well of i would love so we people talk through all of that i would love people to contact us about other ways they do that uh, outrun yeah. average because i mean you can say you know fours that don't do it aesthetically they do it other ways but i would love like some concrete examples of fours that are not motivated by aesthetics mm-hmm. and who have other driving forces there. I would, I would love to understand that more. Yeah. So yes, I'm, I was growth is realizing authenticity is subjective. So we've kind of covered that with the mm-hmm. threes and that Alba's really taught me that um, my idea of authenticity for her feels selfish and entitled and indulgent. And, you know, I think the work for, me is that like I think fours like they get triggered by that because they think oh well I've got to put all that authenticity and all that stuff in a box somewhere and you're asking me to repress it or boundary it and that doesn't feel real or true but I think um, that's sort of an unboundaried response right that's sort of an entitled response to that right Um, and so for me a lot I've had to like think a lot about how I put it in my work or I put it in like my journaling or whatever, some, or just put it in like, you know, something like baking a cake, you know, whatever, making those jellies yesterday, like whatever you can put it in that is not requiring some other human being to go there with you. And then you end up finding yourself in that. And then you find, you do find the other humans who want to go there with you. Because you're you're demanding it is not going to get, get you there. Yeah. 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 So moods and intensity um, are also related to the disdain for average. So 
I think we feel a lot of moods. And Suzanne says we we kind of run through moods very quickly, lots of them all the time. And I think um, because we're kind of not afraid of our moods, one way of putting it, or Alba would say because we feel in, like indulging, indulging all our moods, yeah. um, we, we, we dress them up. So, like, a, you know, I'm always... Like, oh, I feel this. Let me feel it, you know, and I'm going to feel it in all the ways that I can feel it. I don't want to be placated in that. I don't want you to move me through it. I just want to have all the feelings around that until I'm done with it. Mm -hmm. And so I think like we have, we think like our joy is richer and our suffering is exquisite. And we, you know, we have some pride around that. We think we're we're doing that better than anyone else you know yes um uh another way of saying that is we're enamored with how we see so i think that's really true we desire depth of feeling um over happiness so even though that's kind of the sadness part so even if it's yeah happy that that the depth of it is what you're fine with Right. And so I think for me, it feels like to me, it feels too simplistic to say that we just want to be dark. Yeah, because it's not that I want to be dark. I just want to feel what is I want to feel what is. I I have to be more aware of when that's self indulgent. But I think there are times when feeling what is is helpful. Mm-hmm. It's it's just hard. It's hard to balance all that. But that's part of the work. Yeah, we're uh comfortable with melancholy so melancholy doesn't scare us so fours um spend a lot of time i like to say like flexing their their small bummer muscles so we things don't go well things are not great and we we're like we just step into it and feel all that Mm -hmm. so that when things are really bad we kind of have some we have some stuff on board to deal with the bad stuff. So we practiced at it. We were practiced at it. And I think a lot of people think they can't go to a four when things are bad because the melancholy four, we're just going to take them out if we bring our sad stuff to them. Right. Mm. But a four is maybe a good person to bring sad stuff to because they're not going to be afraid of it and they're just going to sit with it. Try to fix you. Yeah. So Suzanne says fours are kind of um, the only number on the Enneagram who bear witness to pain and that's not it's not that we're the only number on the Enneagram Mm -hmm. that can bear witness to pain but we're kind of naturally wired to do it because we're feeling things but not trying to fix the feelings so when things are really bad for people or for ourselves we 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 can bear witness to it without Mm -hmm. that's where I think you can really feel the difference say in me and Alabel the three well and I was just so one of the things that just came to me is this idea and Enneagram wisdom that the best part of you can also be the worst part of you. So the best part of you is that you have flexed your bummer muscles, that you are comfortable in the dark, that you are not scared of pain, and you can just sit with someone else's pain and not want to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. The worst part of you is that you can sit with your own feelings and just be with them and go down deeper or adorn them with everyone else's feelings and not do anything yeah and that your work is doing you know so it's <laughs> like you have this gift but when you when you just offer it to yourself yes you know that's when you just go deeper in your personality and you don't end up doing productively yes which if i just conundrum. offer it to myself or if i expect it from others or both of those things others. get yeah. me in trouble yeah um 
this week. Um, I got in trouble with that. And, I, you know, I have to say, like, there's a huge part of me that feels like I know we, we joke about how, like, you that makes you uncomfortable to do a podcast and it doesn't make me that uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But what does make me uncomfortable is all the ways in which I screw up in my number, like, all the time. Like, so who am I to sit here and talk about, you know what I mean? Like, right. who am I to sit here and tell y'all about Enneagram? Because I'm just as flawed and unhealthy in my number. Even though I've been doing this stuff, you know, yeah. I still catch myself all the time misbehaving in my number, yeah. you know? And you always will. And I always will. Mm-hmm. So growth for a four is redirecting all of this emotional intensity to sustained work. And so, again, that's just a way, like the way I was saying earlier about kind of boundarying your feelings and putting them in action or doing or work mm-hmm. um, over a, a stretch of time. I think that the stretch of time thing is important because we're we're afraid of mundanity. So you put it in the work, but you can't just put it in the work and then do that for a little while and then move back out of it. You have to, it has to be sustained over time working through all the parts that are boring and tedious and just sticking with it just getting on with it average yeah and that's over time that sustained work where you've kind of boundaried your emotions and put it in the work that starts to feel very satisfying Mm -hmm. and helps you get out of all this mood swing stuff i think so for me, I think like beauty and pain is important, but Lee is saying she she thinks there's four that don't value that as much as I do. Or it might have a different a different definition of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So for me, beauty feels like comfort, safety, refuge. Mm-hmm. Um, if I like, I think that in a lot of ways, like I make things beautiful to feel safe in the way. You know, all, all, all that you could say that like a three is outrunning their anxiety with do, doing things and managing things. Sevens are always moving forward, moving forward to manage their fear. Like I think there's in every number, there's these ways in which we cope and manage our our stuff. And I think again, it's like the good side and the bad side. The good side is is that I'm I am creating a lot of things that are a valuable offering to myself and to other people that's beautiful and helpful and textured right Mm -hmm. but i think you know again you have to pay attention to when that gets indulgent and when it's a distraction from doing your the work that you're meant to be doing yeah i mean i could spend all day doing something in my closet instead of being in my studio right or whatever Force tend to ignore the practical and the mundane. So whether that's like for me, that's calendar, uh, yeah. you know, anything to do with like the calendar is mundane for me, bills, things like that. And and that's just kind of, you know, in a way that just feels super immature, right? That we're just like, I don't want to be bothered by that. And so, uh, you know, I think that Magic happens for four when they kind of stay in those mundane places and those average places and find beauty there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the other way I said that is that they kind of find the mystical in the ordinary and contentment and sustained work. I think for me, that's definitely been true with my work, too, is just seeing when I'm painting people. It's not that anyone is ordinary ever, but you can just take any situation, any portrait commission, right? Any deal and see what's beautiful in there in that person. 
fours tend to like focus on flaws first when they're given a um, when someone approaches them with an idea. And I think this is like a form of armor. We if you like come up to us and say, let's let's go do this or let's, you know, whatever, then we kind of quickly are like, no, or we reject it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also, I think probably fits in with the mood swing thing. We also call quickly come around to it um, if you stick with us. So um, I think a lot of people who are friends with me receive my kind of intense reactions to thing and think that, oh, God, that's Elizabeth doing that thing. And they get away from it right as soon as they can. And so I think um, – the people I kind of tend to get along with best are the people who I say some intense thing and then they stick with it and don't mm-hmm. go away mm-hmm. and maybe talk me into like their point of view about it. And then I'm I'm there for it and can completely um, see their point of view. Yeah, I think that's partly why you are super drawn to aggressive numbers. I'm super Sometimes. drawn especially to eights. especially eights um, because they they tend to not walk away. Yeah. And they tend to not be afraid of my intensity. And so that's a real gift. Even, even though it's feelings, which is interesting. Yes. But just the intensity kind of... Just doesn't scare them. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So uh, I think, like, I put playfulness down here, and I think that's really important. I think fours can get so lost in this sort of search for meaning, this search for who they are, that um, a four that can just learn to play and be lighthearted... Um, that's a real gift that kind of the search for meaning can be playful. Yeah. Not too heavy. Um, and that other people's search for meaning can look playful and to honor that in other people. So the push pull thing, the push pull thing is, I think probably another thing about fours. that's not negotiable, I would say. And I, of course, pushed against that for a long time. It's a way of, the way I put it is we withdraw from life and intimacy, and we also simultaneously push against life and intimacy. Um, And we kind of waffle back and forth between the two. Um, Or another way I wrote down, their spirit, for spirit demands absolute intimacy and absolute aloneness. And I think that's like such an absurd sentence, but I'm sticking with it because I think it's true. And when you say it out loud, you're like, that's not Are possible. But it's, it's, it's where that push-pull happens so because we're seeking connectedness, seeking intimacy, but then also all the ways in which we're seeking it can freak people out or cause things to happen that scare us, right? Mm-hmm. And then we pull in to protect ourselves and we pull in in a way that's a little traumatic and a little too much right so we go from too much to too much in these different ways and meanwhile everybody just probably feels a little whiplash right yeah i love that sentence (laughs) our spirit demands absolute intimacy and absolute aloneness i know it's It's a very four sentence um the armor of putting their feelings all over you which often feels like a dead end but they are actually asking for mutuality so i think uh i catch myself when i'm anxious or not feeling healthy that i'm kind of more aggressive about putting my feelings all over people Mm -hmm. and um i think like if you know fours when you catch them doing that you just know that they're they're uh, they not are in a good place. They are not in a good place, and maybe just kind of stop and 
sit with a minute and try to figure it out instead of running away, mm-hmm. um, which is a lot to ask. Yeah. It's a lot to ask. But um, but I think uh, the beautiful thing about it is if you can sit with it for a minute, doesn't even it's a lot to ask. But if you can do it for a second, it's not that long. <laughs> it's right? not that long. We'll get there with you pretty quickly. So um, that's a good thing. So being in the withdrawing stance with fives and nines, we are doing repressed. And I think a lot of this comes from kind of our fear of not being special. And so in all the ways like that Alabelle was saying, she sets up things that she can be successful in. I think we can kind of try to manage what we can be special in, right? Mm -hmm. And so all the ways in which we're afraid of getting caught out there doing things, and not succeeding in being special or get getting the way we have it in our heart and head to, for it to be, to get actually out there in the world, get caught out there doing it and it not be what we imagine it, is so frightening. And so we just uh, kind of sabotage ourselves by having all these reasons why we're not doing it, right? And um, you just kind of have to, I mean, easier said than done, and there's no way to talk about it, but you have to push through all that and just do it. I think hearing you say that, I can't remember, I guess sometime in the last couple of weeks, however you've articulated that, just makes me even prouder of you and looking at your art and kind of how you're pushing yourself and putting something out there that is unfolding in you, like in real time. I just think that's remarkable, knowing you're who you are as a four and what mm-hmm. that means for the work you've done. You yes. Just, and so the trick is is put is so doing good. it, putting it out there and then not needing someone to come not along and say, Hey, I see it. I see your art and it's so special and I think you're so special mm-hmm. and all that. Like <laughs> right. just just do it. Just do it. Do and you, know you can't or as Jerry Salt says, just get on with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's so important. So good. So everybody in the withdrawing stance, all fours, fives, and nines, think that they cannot really affect the world. And so that makes it really hard to feel accomplished. And I I think the first time I heard that, it really hit hit home very deeply because you look at the aggressive stance who really thinks they they can affect the world all the time. And then here's the Change withdrawing the stance, yes, who just don't even see their place in the world and how they can change it. I mean, I think that's part of the loss piece, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't see the ways in which you can do that. So you don't do it. And then, then that just kind of continues that cycle of feeling. And just a plug for number nights in the future. I mean, that is the work, the stance work. Yes. That's when you start bringing up doing as a four, as a five, as a nine, that's the magic that you Put yourself out there. You observe yourself making a difference, impacting reality. Mm-hmm. And and you kind of start doing it more. Yeah. Seeing where you have agency mm-hmm. and stepping into it. So I think that's I think that's all I've got. Do you have anything else you want to say about fours? No, I think we had a good four. Good four. <laughs> we didn't have Talking a special guest. I'm your special you guest. You are the special guest. You're so special. Ha. <sighs> <Huh. laughs> All right. Okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back with, next we'll do the head, triad, thinking, fear, triad. So we'll start with fives next time. That's where the pain comes in, like a sack.
and skeleton trying to fit beneath the skin. So this has been a lot of fun, Elizabeth Chapin, and we hope that you who are listening uh, also kind of get the deeper purpose of this work and learning of the Enneagram and that you'll join us by either visiting our website or Instagram to form community in Austin that's doing the big work of transforming and supporting one another uh, and being our true selves, Mm -hmm. right? Having this discussion every week, thinking about who am I, how am I utilizing this tool is transformative work. And I'm so grateful. And it's that the thought of people going to our website or going to the (laughs) podcast or um, checking out our Instagram makes me super uncomfortable and super nervous and excited because I want to do this work with other people. And we hope that folks listening to this podcast want to do the transformative work mm-hmm. in community. Yes. And, and I would that's I would, super exciting. I would me. like to form an Austin community that that wants to show up for each other in that way. And, yeah. and call each other to our better selves. I love it. Okay. I'm excited. Me too. So we are at Austin Enneagram. Uh, that's our website and our Instagram. Yeah. And if you want to contact us for workshops or questions. Mm-hmm. Or check out when we start doing number nights. Right. All of that will be through our Instagram, actually. We will announce our number nights through Instagram. Mm-hmm. And also you can DM us through Instagram. Right now, I think that's the easiest way to get us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Every single night's alright And every single fight's alright With my brain